Welcome to CPF Firewire, a podcast from California professional firefighters where we discuss a wide range of issues affecting firefighters, our unions, our families, and the communities we serve. Hello and welcome to another edition of the CPF Firewire. I'm CPF President Brian Rice. As firefighters, we're all too familiar with the risks and the stress associated with our job. We all know that these risks are taking their tolls in ways many can't imagine. Firefighters are currently four times as likely to die of suicide as they are from a traumatic line of duty death. It is a health and safety crisis for our profession. This past month, fire departments up and down California observed a safety stand down for behavioral health and suicide awareness. Today on the Firewire, we're gonna do something a little different. And one of our brothers is going to tell you his own story in his own words. Matt Fiorenza is a firefighter paramedic with the city of Manaheim Fire Department. And he's been on the job for about two decades and is part of the paramedic crew that responds into Disneyland. Like many of our fellow firefighters, the effects of the job built up over time and pushed him to the breaking point. Matt's journey and his road back to health is an inspiring story that I know will resonate with many of us. Brothers and sisters, in his own words, Anaheim firefighter Matt Fiorenza. Looking back now, I can tell you, yeah, this is what was happening to me. Um, at the time, I, I, I didn't realize. I thought what I was experiencing uh, was, was just how I was. I, I didn't understand. I didn't know what PTS was. Um, that was something that soldiers got over there. Firefighters didn't get that. Uh, my name is Matt Fiorenza. Uh, I'm an Anaheim firefighter. I've been on the job almost 19 years. Um, I'm also on the paramedic unit that responds into Disneyland every day. And I'm on the peer support team. I also am a shepherd for Save a Warrior, a, a non-for-profit uh, intense retreat for combat veterans and first responders. And I work for Simple Recovery First Responder Program. Well, I, I knew I always wanted to do something in service. Uh, my father was a Marine uh, veteran from Vietnam and Orange County Sheriff. Um, I almost joined the Marine Corps um, and thought about being a police officer. When I was 18 years old, I met a woman whose um, mother worked for the Forest Service and she was always talking about base camp and fire camp and I was kind of in a transition and, and uh, I signed up for a class at Mount San Antonio College in, in Walnut, California and um, I remember the fire chief, uh, Bruce Stedman from Melhambra Fire came in and he popped in a video of the men and women doing the job and I was hooked. The chance to, to be of service and serve the community at, at that level um, was absolutely you know, enticing. Um, I love the camaraderie, uh, the family aspect, the fire family aspect of the job um, and that uh, being with these other, other people and having these relationships um, was like no other career. Um, and also I, I like the medical part of it. I really, I really enjoy being a paramedic and, and helping people in that, uh, in that regard. It, it's really rewarding. And to do it on stage at Disneyland um, is really, really special. I made sure that I put myself on the busy side of town because I wanted to go to paramedic school and I wanted to be busy and I wanted to, I wanted to learn everything I could about the job. And I, I knew the only way to do that was to put myself on the west end of Anaheim where it's very busy. But I do remember um, a couple years in um, when the novelty wore off, when 
the things that I saw um, really started to affect me, and I really didn't know how to process that. There's one night that I remember where it was just one bad, horrible call after the next. Uh, we had a shooting um, where uh, a man tried to rob another man. I remember walking in um, to the scene and just seeing a, a big trail of blood and a gun. Um, and PD telling us not to step here and don't step there. And, and there was one way in and one way out of this, this particular scene. And the guy who was killed was jammed up against that door. So every time we were in and out of that door, we were moving the body. And it was just, it was, it started off that way. And, um, and it ended after a really long night of being busy. It ended with a, uh, a 15 year old um, and two, two uh, stillborn twins. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, that's one of the nights that, um, Um, stay stuck, if you will, um, and uh, it was a, it was a long night. After paramedic school, um, I had a few really gnarly calls uh, involving kids. I remember doing a critical uh, incident stress debriefing after um, after a woman's boyfriend had run over their two year old, and uh, I remember looking down at this child and, and seeing the diapers. Um, being the same diapers my son wears, or wore at the time, and uh, and man, it, that really affected me. The culture back then, and and you know, with the uh, the idea was that yeah, we we're we're gonna go do this debriefing. You know, you 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 may or may not see someone cry, um, and if they do, um, they got talked bad about. At the, at the station afterwards, um, and you just you went through the motions, you did what you had to do um, in that, and then you got back to the station and you got back on the rig and you went and ran calls like it didn't bother you, and that was that was the that was the culture, and and then in the morning um, you met up at the bar and had a beer, you know, where that just got me into trouble. When everybody met for a beer at the bar, um, I was the last one to leave. You know, when everybody could leave after a few, I, I stuck around. I really started getting depressed. I was really um, starting to, to fall into this depression. The things that, that I like doing, my hobbies, um, hanging out with the family, it just, I, I, I didn't want to do those things anymore. Um, and then um, I started getting really anxious. The anxiety uh, was so bad. Um, I went through a divorce um, during during the, during the time where it was really, really bad. And, um, and that was even more stress. I would have panic attacks. I would go to work and talk people down off, off these panic, panic attacks and, and tell them to breathe and do all these things I would do as a paramedic, but I couldn't talk myself out of them. And in that time, my back started hurting. Um, and I just, I just knew that, that something wasn't right. And I just, I, I blamed the job. It was, it was like this weird codependency thing. It was like, um, this is supposed to be the best job in the world. I love it. I work so hard to, to get here. And, and now like I cringe when the tones go off and I don't want to be here. And, um, I really don't want to be on this planet anymore. And that's when things got scary around, around the time my back really started hurting. Um, 
and, and the thoughts of not being able to do the job anymore and, and going through the divorce. And, and I just, I really started a downward spiral where, uh, the ideation kicked in. And I thought that, um, if I can't do this, what else am I going to do? And, and, um, I really couldn't get a, get away from the thoughts of killing myself. I actually we had a, a bad night um, at work. When I say bad, just busy. It was really busy. I, uh, my partner came in in the morning um, and said, hey, we got a call. And I said, I can't get up out of bed. I had sent uh, one of my discs so far down into my spinal column that I couldn't move. The doctor said that, you know, I had a choice, but I didn't. He's like, we can, we can hope this goes away with some physical therapy, but you're gonna have to have surgery at some point. Fast forward, I had the surgery. Um, it was painful and it was, uh, it was a long recovery. I pushed it a little bit too hard. Um, I went back, uh, within four months, um, and within a couple shifts, my back was killing me. Um, I, uh, was going through some more divorce stuff. Now, mind you, during that time, I lost everything. I lost my car. I, I lost, um, time with my children and, um, I was going back to court. I had to rent a car. And this muscle car is all they had left to rent to go to court one day. So I went to court. I wasn't really happy with, with the decision the judge made it had in regards to my, my children. And, and so my best thinking um, put me in that muscle car um, at a bar that night, um, getting drunk and uh, trying to drive home 106 miles per hour down the five freeway. I was pulled over uh, by CHP that night. And, um, you know, back then with my massive ego and, you know, I just thought these, they're not going to give me a ticket. You know, I'm a firefighter. Don't you know who I think I am? And, uh, and they did, they pulled me out and they hooked me up and those men saved my life. After that happened, I got back in the car or something. I, I just, uh, I lost it that night. Uh, I ended up in a parking lot in, uh, Southern California in San Juan Capistrano, well, where my plan was to make enough noise and to beat this car up enough to have uh, the Orange County sheriffs respond. And when they did, um, my plan was to say all the right things and make all the right moves to get them to shoot me. And that was my plan, that was my way out. Instead of getting two sheriffs to kill me that night, uh, I got I got two of, the, uh, two of the coolest Orange County sheriffs on the department. They uh, talked me down um, and allowed me to go home. Um, when I ended up at home, uh, I got, um, surrounded by, uh, some of the guys with our local, um, my girlfriend at the time, uh, called my captain, called the, uh, the union president and they got me in to see a clinician, um, from the counseling team international. She suggested that, um, I might want to check out a, uh, a five and a half day program called Save a Warrior for um, combat veterans and first responders uh, with BTS who, uh, who are considering suicide. I spent that five and a half days, I waited a month to go there. Um, I spent that half, five and a half days, I, I in that time um, with those men, um, realized that I wasn't crazy. That uh, childhood trauma on top of moral injury equals complex PTS. And I was able to process um, some of the childhood stuff and, and when I left um, Save a Warrior, I had, I had a plan um, to, uh, to get better. And it, they pointed me in the direction of recovery. 
Um, for me, it's different for everybody. For me, I had to get sober. Um, and that was the first step. So after uh, a month of trying to build up enough courage, um, I walked into my first 12-step meeting. Um, that was August 23rd of 2017. And I now have two years sober. Um, I'm heavily involved in two 12-step two, two 12 programs. Um, I have a couple mentors, and I mentor other men through this, through this process. Um, and that's kind of how my journey just began. I was in between these trapezes of not knowing if I had a, had a job on the fire department anymore, um, trying to recover my back, trying to recover mentally. Um, those men taught me how to meditate, um, which was a game changer for me. Um, it's something that I take very serious and I still do today. I made it back to work and it was a day at a time when I got back to work and, and then slowly uh, people saw the change and I felt compelled for whatever reason to start sharing my story uh, around the station. Um, I was asked by the clinician that I uh, immediately saw after the wheels fell off um, now she's a colleague and she started calling me and, and asking me, can you, can you teach this person meditation? Can you talk to this person? Can you, you mind sitting down with this person? And, and I had no problem doing that. I, I spent most of my days off talking to other first responders that were struggling. Um, and then I started volunteering with Save a Warrior and going back as a warrior led organization, which means it's one, one person who's been through the program, helping the next person through the 100% most effective way for us to, to heal is is peer-to-peer. Uh, -peer. There aren't too many people out there, unless you've done the job, that know what we experience. You know, we, we are a family, and it's just taking that family aspect to another level. Being able to, to reach out to another family member, if you will, and share your experience um, and get some me-toos in there, um, it's really, really, really effective. Um, I wouldn't, and, and I didn't in, in the past. You know, I, I tried... The, the different avenues of getting help and nothing was as, as effective as my own brothers and sisters in service. Um, and then I see it, like I said, at, at um, being involved with Save a Warrior and, and the peer-to-peer warrior-led organization um, and, and having one person say, this is, what I, this is where I was at, this is what I went through, this is the job I did, and this is where I'm at today, this is where I'm at today, and this is how I got here. Um, it's, it's, it, it is by far um, the most effective, and and I see it working out there, and, and it's it works in my own in my own life. We take these careers to be of service. Well, this is an opportunity for us to be of service to each other, and and make each other feel safe. And that's we'll go on on calls, and we'll we'll run into the burning buildings, and 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 um, we'll protect each other that way. Um, it's time we start protecting each other in the firehouse. Um, we have probably about 20 on our peer support team. We have uh, new folks. We have some, some, um, some people that have only been on the job a couple of years. We have some folks that have been here for a long time that have been working in critical incident stress debriefing for a long time are really good at it. And, and some folks in the middle. And we also have some of our retired folks that are on our peer support team. Um, so we, we try to make it real diverse so that um, anybody who is struggling will have somebody who they feel comfortable talking to. We've uh, used the healing our own um, tools 
um, and the videos uh, for our stand down for suicide just recently. Uh, we've gone out to the stations and we let them know that, number one, if you're feeling this way, it's, it's normal. Number two, there are, we have all kinds of resources to help you um, uh, from A to Z. And that all you gotta do is find somebody you're comfortable with and ask for help, and that's okay. At all the different levels of, of how people are feeling and the different ranks, I think when it comes to this subject, um, it's, it doesn't matter. I think we're all, we're all first responders and we're all firefighters and, and there are times when, when we struggle and we might not be really um, aware that that's what's going on. And you just need other people who are, who are uh, well-versed in, 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 in trauma and what happens to our brains and all this stuff to just get out there and, and start teaching um, the young folks. I think that's where, uh, that's where we start. Um, some of the older, older folks, you know, they're, they're just, they're not ready to hear it and that's okay. Uh, we're here for them too. But um, at the end of the day, I think we're making really, really good strides to, to bring mental health into um, our, new folk, our new folks and the people that are coming into the fire service today and, and just telling them, hey, if you have a bad day or if you're struggling, if you're struggling, just let us know. Here are the people and, and we'll get through it. We'll get you on the other side of it so that you can have a healthy career that you deserve for what you do for our communities. We're not superheroes. We're human beings that do some pretty amazing things out there in our community. And it's okay. It's okay to, to struggle. It's okay to, to, uh, to open up. And it's okay to ask for help because there's a solution. And, um, and, and it, once they do that, then we can get on the other side of any of this stuff and, and have some really, really good days and enjoy our careers. From my own experience, uh, I, I was able to, to get to a point where I, I asked for help and talking to those clinicians and working with other people who struggle themselves, um, they were able to get me on the other side of it. And it didn't end my career. I stuck it out. I put in a lot of work to stay mentally healthy and it's worth it um, because I have a good career. Uh, I have a lot of opportunities now and I have a really good life and I, I could be a dad and, um, and a, a good fireman. Since we recorded this conversation, Matt's been helping other firefighters find their way back from post-traumatic stress and its effects. He remains an important part of Anaheim's peer support team. Matt has helped develop a first responder wellness program through Simple Recovery, an Orange County-based recovery center. And he has told his story to fire academies and community colleges throughout Southern California. Matt's efforts are helping to bring behavioral health and post-traumatic stress out of the shadows in our profession. During last month's suicide stand down, departments and locals conducted exercises and had difficult conversations about suicide in the fire service. If you're having thoughts of suicide, don't suffer in silence, get help. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline number is 1-800-273-8255. Again, that number is 1-800-273-8255. You can also find resources and information and stories like Matt's at healingourown.org. Thank you for listening and join us soon for another edition of the CPF Firewire. You can find CPF Firewire at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you find podcasts. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. You can also find CPF Firewire at the CPF website, www.cpf.org, and on the CPF YouTube page. 
We're always interested in getting your feedback, comments, and criticism. Tell us what you'd like to hear about. Drop us a line. Info at cpf.org. CPF Firewire is a production of California Professional Firefighters. Our producer is Carol Wills. Our engineer is Matt McDermott. Please join us next month for another edition of CPF Firewire.